Section 33, Volume 5 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night. Translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Easton. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night. Volume 5, Section 33. 485th through 488th Night. When it was the 485th night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Hasib reached the hillock, he found it of green jasper, surmounted by a golden throne, studded with all manner gems round which were set many stools, some of gold, some of silver, and others of leek-green emerald. He clomb the hillock, and, counting the stools, found them twelve thousand in number. Then he mounted the throne which was set on the centre, and, seating himself thereon, fell to wondering at the lake and the stools and he marvelled till drowsiness overcame him and he drops asleep presently he was aroused by a loud snorting and hissing and rustling so he opened his eyes and sitting up saw each stool occupied by a huge serpent and hundred cubits in length at this sight great fear got hold of him his spittle dried up for the excess of his dread, and he despaired of life, as all their eyes were blazing like live coals. Then he turned towards the lake, and saw that what he had taken for shimmering water was a multitude of small snakes. None knoweth their compt save Allah the Most High. After a while there came up to him a serpent as big as a mule, bearing on its back a tray of gold, wherein lay another serpent which shone like crystal, and whose face was as that of a woman, and who spake with human speech. And as soon as she was brought up to Hasib, she saluted him, and he returned the salutation. Thereupon one of the serpents seated on the stools came up, and lifting her off the tray, set her on one of the seats, and she cried out to the other serpents in their language, whereupon they all fell down from their stools and did her homage. But she signed to them to sit, and they did so. Then she addressed Hasib, saying, have no fear of us, O youth, for I am the queen of the serpents and their sultana. When he heard her speak on this wise, he took heart, and she bade the serpents bring him somewhat of food. So they brought apples and grapes and pomegranates and pistachio nuts and filberts and walnuts and almonds and bananas, and set them before him. And the queen serpent said, Welcome, O youth, what is thy name? Answered he, Hasib Karim al-Din. 
And she rejoined, O Hasib, eat of these fruits, for we have no other meat, and fear thou have nothing from us at all. Hearing this, he ate his fill, and praised Allah Almighty. And presently they took away the trays from before him. And the queen said, Tell me, O Hasib, whence thou art, and how camest thou hither, and what hath befallen thee? So he told her his story from first to last, the death of his father, his birth, his being sent to school, where he learnt nothing, his becoming a woodcutter, his finding the honey-cistern, his being abandoned therein, his killing the scorpion, his widening the crevice, his finding the iron door, and his coming upon the queen. And he ended his long tale with saying, These be my adventures from beginning to end, and only Allah woteth what will betide me after all this. Quoth the queen, after listening to his words, Nothing save good shall betide thee. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the four hundred and eighty-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the serpent queen had heard his story, she said, Nothing save good shall betide thee. But I would have thee, O Hasib, abide with me some time, that I may tell thee my history, and acquaint thee with the wondrous adventures which have happened to me. I hear and obey thy hest, answered he. And she began to tell in these words. THE ADVENTURES OF Bulukia. Know thou, O Hasib, there was once in the city of Cairo a king of the Banu Israel, a wise and a pious, who was bent double by poring over books of learning. And he had a son named Bulukia. When he grew old and weak and was nigh upon death, his grandees and officers of state came up to salute him. And he said to them, O folk, know that at hand is the hour of my march, from this world to the next, and I have no charge to lay on you, save to commend to your care my son Bulukia. Then said he, I testify that there is no God save the God. And heaving one sigh, departed the world, the mercy of Allah be upon him. They laid him out and washed him and buried him with a procession of great state. Then they made his son Bulukia sultan in his stead, and he ruled the kingdom justly, and the people had peace in his time. Now it befell one day that he entered his father's treasuries to look about him, and coming upon an inner compartment, and finding the semblance of a door, opened it and passed in. And, lo, he found himself in a little closet, wherein stood a column of white marble, on the top of which was a casket of ebony. He opened this also, and saw therein another casket of gold, containing a book. 
He read the book and found in it an account of our Lord Muhammad, whom Allah bless and preserve, and how he should be sent in the latter days, and be the Lord of the first prophets and the last. On seeing the personal description, Bulukiya's heart was taken with love of him, so he at once assembled all the notables of the children of Israel, the Cohens or diviners, the scribes and the priests, and acquainted them with the book, reading portions of it to them, and adding, O oh, folk, needs must I bring my father out of his grave and burn him. The lieges asked, Why wilt thou burn him? And he answered, Because he hid this book from me, and imparted it not to me. Now the old king had excerpted it from the Torah or Pentateuch and the books of Abraham, and had set it in one of his treasuries, and concealed it from all living. Rejoined they, O king, thy father is dead, his body is in the dust, and his affair is in the hands of his lord. Thou shalt not take him forth of his tomb. So he knew that they would not suffer him to do this thing by his sire, and leaving them he repaired to his mother, to whom said he, O my mother, I have found in one of my father's treasuries a book containing a description of Mohammed, whom Allah bless and keep, a prophet who shall be sent in the latter days, and my heart is captivated with love of him. Wherefore am I resolved to wander over the earth till I foregather with him, else I shall die of longing for his love. Then he doffed his clothes and donned an abba gown of goat's hair and coarse sandals, saying, O my mother, forget me not in thy prayers. She wept over him and said, What will become of us after thee? But Bulukia answered, I can endure no longer, and I commit my affair and thine to Allah who is Almighty. Then he set out on foot Syria words, without the knowledge of any of his folk, and coming to the seaboard found a vessel, whereupon he shipped as one of the crew. They sailed till he made an island where Bulukia landed with the crew. But straying away from the rest he sat down under a tree, and sleep got the better of him. When he awoke he sought the ship, but found that they had set sail without him. And in that island he saw serpents as big as camels and palm trees, which repeated the names of Allah, be he extolled and exalted, and blessed Mohammed, whom the Lord assain and save, proclaiming the unity and glorifying the glorious, whereat he wondered. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the four hundred and eighty-seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Bulukia saw the serpents glorifying God, and proclaiming the unity, he wondered with extreme wonder. When they saw him, they flocked to him, and one of them said to him, who and whence art thou, and whither goest thou, and what is thy name? Quoth he, 
My name is Bulukia. I am of the children of Israel, and being distracted for love of Mohammed, whom Allah bless and keep, I come in quest of him. But who are ye, O noble creatures? Answered they, We are of the dwellers in the Jahannam hell, and Almighty Allah created us for the punishment of kafirs. And how came ye hither? asked he. And the serpents answered, No, O Bulukia, that hell of the greatness of her boiling breatheth twice a year, expiring in the summer and inspiring in the winter, and hence the summer heat and winter cold. When she exhaleth, she casteth forth of her maw, and we are drawn in again with her inhaled breath. Quoth Bulukia, Say me, are there greater serpents than you in hell? And they said, Of a truth we are cast out with the expired breath, but by reason of our smallness. For in hell every serpent is so great, that were the biggest of us to pass over its nose, it would not feel us. Asked Bulukia, Ye sing the praises of Allah, and invoke blessings on Muhammad, whom the Almighty assain and save. Whence wot ye of Muhammad? And they answered, O Bulukia, verily his name is written on the gates of paradise, and but for him Allah had not created the worlds, nor paradise, nor heaven, nor hell, nor earth, for he made all things that be solely on his account, and hath conjoined his name with his own in every place. Wherefore we love Muhammad, whom Allah bless and preserve. Now hearing the serpent's converse did but inflame Bulukiya's love for Muhammad, and yearning for his sight. So he took leave of them, and making his way to the seashore, found there a ship made fast to the beach. He embarked therein as a seaman, and sailed nor ceased sailing, till he came to another island. Here he landed, and walking about a while, found serpents great and small. None knoweth their number save Almighty Allah, and amongst them a white serpent, clearer than crystal, seated in a golden tray borne on the back of another serpent, as big as an elephant. Now this, O Hasib, was the serpent queen, none other than myself. Quoth Hasib, and what answer didst thou make him? Quoth she, Know, O Hasib, that when I saw Bulukia, I saluted him with the salam, and he returned my salutation. And I said to him, Who and what art thou, and what is thine errand? And whence comest thou, and whither goest thou? Answered he, I am of the children of Israel. My name is Bulukia, and I am a wanderer for the love of Mohammed, whose description I have read in the revealed scriptures, and of whom I go in search. But what art thou, and what are these serpents about thee? Quoth I, O Bulukia, I am the queen of the serpents. And when thou shalt foregather with Mohammed, whom Allah assain and save, bear him my salutation. Then Bulukia took leave of me and journeyed 
till he came to the holy city which is jerusalem now there was in that stead a man who was deeply versed in all sciences more especially in geometry and astronomy and mathematics as well as in white magic and spiritualism and he had studied the pentateuch and the evangel and the psalms and the books of abraham his name was afan and he had found in certain of his books that whoso should wear the seal ring of our lord solomon men and jinn and birds and beasts and all created things would be bound to obey him moreover he had discovered that our lord solomon had been buried in a coffin which was miraculously transported beyond the seven seas to the place of burial and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the four hundred and eighty-eighth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that afan had found in certain books that none mortal or spirit could pluck the seal ring from the lord solomon's finger and that no navigator could sail his ship upon the seven seas over which the coffin had been carried moreover he had found out by reading that there was a herb of herbs and that if one express its juice and anoint therewith his feet he should walk upon the surface of any sea that allah almighty had created without wetting his souls but none could obtain this herb without he had with him the serpent queen when bulukia arrived at the holy city he at once sat down to do his devotions and worship the lord and whilst he was so doing afan came up and saluted him as a true believer then seeing him reading the pentateuch and adoring the almighty he accosted him saying what is thy name o man and whence comest thou and whither goest thou he answered my name is bulukia i am from the city of cairo and am come forth wandering in quest of muhammad whom allah bless and preserve quoth afan come with me to my lodging that i may entertain thee to hear is to obey replied bulukia so the devotee took him by the hand and carried him to his house where he entreated him with the utmost honour and presently said to him tell me thy history o my brother and how thou camest by the knowledge of mohammed whom allah assain and save that thy heart hath been taken with love of him and compelled thee to fare forth and seek him and lastly tell me who it was directed thee in this road so he related to him his tale in its entirety whereupon afan who well nigh lost his wits for wonder said to him make tryst for me with the queen of the serpents and i will bring thee in company with mohammed albeit the date of his mission is yet far distant we have only to prevail upon the queen and carry her in a cage to a certain mountain where the herbs grow and as long as she is with us the plants as we pass them will parley with human speech 
and discovered their virtues by the ordinance of Allah the Most High. For I have found in my books that there is a certain herb, and all who express its juice and anoint therewith their feet shall walk upon whatsoever sea Almighty Allah hath made without wetting soul. When we have found the magical herb, we will let her go her way, and then will we anoint our feet with the juice and cross the seven seas till we come to the burial place of our Lord Solomon. Then we will take the ring off his finger and rule even as he ruled and win all our wishes. We will enter the main of Murks and drink of the water of life, and so the Almighty will let us tarry till the end of time, and we shall foregather with Mohammed, whom Allah bless and preserve. Hearing these words, Bulukia replied, O Afan, I will make tryst for thee with the serpent queen, and at once show thee her abiding place. So Afan made him a cage of iron, and providing himself with two bowls, one full of wine and the other of milk, took ship with Bulukia, and sailed till they came to the island, where they landed and walked upon it. Then Afan set up the cage, in which he laid a noose, and withdrew after placing in it the two bowls, when he and Bulukia concealed themselves afar off. Presently up came the queen of the serpents, that is, myself, and examined the cage. When she, that is I, smelt the savour of the milk, she came down from the back of the snake which bore her tray. Then she went to the bowl of wine and drank of it, whereupon her head became giddy and she slipped. When Afan saw this, he ran up and, locking the cage upon her, set it on his head and made for the ship, he and Bulukia. After a while she awoke, and finding herself in a cage of iron on a man's head, and seeing Bulukia walking beside the bearer, said to him, This is the reward of those who do no hurt to the sons of Adam? Answered he, O queen, have no fear of us, for we will do thee no hurt at all. We wish thee only to show us the herb which, when pounded and squeezed, yieldeth a juice, and this rubbed upon the feet conferreth the power of walking dry-shod upon what sea soever Almighty Allah hath created. And when we have found that, we will return thee to thy place, and let thee wend thy way. Then Afan and Bulukia fared on for the hills where grew the herbs, and as they went about with the queen, each plant they passed began to speak, and avouch its virtues by permission of Allah the Most High. As they were thus doing, and the herbs speaking right and left, behold, a plant spoke out and said, I am the herb ye seek, and all who gather and crush me, and anoint their feet with my juice, shall fare over what sea soever Allah Almighty hath created, and yet ne'er wet soul. When Afan heard this, he set down the cage from his head, and gathering what might suffice them of the herb, 
crushed it, and filling two vials with the juice, kept them for future use. And with what was left they anointed their feet. Then they took up the serpent queen's cage, and journeyed days and nights till they reached the island where they opened the cage and let out her that is me. When I found myself at liberty, I asked them what use they would make of the juice, and they answered, We design to anoint our feet and to cross the seven seas to the burial place of our Lord Solomon and take the seal ring from his finger. Quoth I, Far, far is it from your power to possess yourselves of the ring. They inquired, Wherefore? And I replied, Because Almighty Allah vouchsafed unto our Lord Solomon the gift of this ring, and distinguished him thereby, for that he said to him, O Lord, give me a kingdom which may not be obtained after me, for thou verily art the giver of kingdoms. So that ring is not for you. And I added, Had ye twain taken the herb, whereof all who eat shall not die until the first blast, it had better availed you than this ye have gotten, for ye shall no wise come at your desire thereby. Now when they heard this, they repented them with exceeding penitence, and went their ways. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 33 Recording by Eva Easton, Slotesburg, New York, June 2011